Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. I'm your host, Todd Burroughs. One thing that's not improved is the sound quality since my microphone is still down and I haven't replaced it yet, calling in through the phone lines. Welcome, though, and join me as I will spend the next 45 minutes or so taking you through the MFL app by Rotoviz. Our show today is going to be hosted by ffcouchcoach.com ffcouchcoach.com is a great place to see dynasty and podcast information there's no charge check out ffcouchcoach.com and click on the different options you can even become a goat herder and get information sent to you directly when i say that my podcast is new and improved i have a new logo um and the podcast has been submitted to iTunes, so that's what I had been waiting for, and I think that Rusty Nuts, at Rusty Nuts, did a amazing job on it, and I'm very, very glad to have that finally done, and we're going to move forward. And I do want to give one bit of a caveat before we start. Uh, I am just a fan of Rotoviz. I am in no way related to them in any business capacity. I don't write for them. I don't get paid by them. If people decide that they want to join Rotoviz based on this pod, I will not receive anything. I'm essentially a fan. It's something that I find to be a tremendous value, both the subscription and the best ball app. And I highly recommend that if you want to get the most out of this podcast, that you spend the $30 to get the Rotoviz season pass. They have tremendous writers. The articles alone are worth it. And the Best Ball app alone is easily worth the $30. I highly encourage you to um, get it so that you can follow along. Uh, my name is Todd, Todd from Pennsylvania, T O D F R O M P A. And you can follow me on Twitter in that regard. Send me a notice that you followed me due to the podcast. I'll be happy to follow you back. This podcast is hosted by Blog Talk Radio. If you go to Blog Talk Radio and you click follow, you will be updated on all my information. And it just looks good if I have a few followers. I do have a few. I wouldn't mind having a few more. And now that we've got kind of the preliminaries out of the way, hopefully you will have the Best Ball app by MFL 10, uh, Best Ball MFL 10 app by Rotoviz open as we do this. 
and we can get started in checking out the great features. So last year I found out about MFL 10s when I was invited by Ross Tucker and Evan Silva to be part of their fantasy feast. I thought I was getting involved in a regular fantasy league. It turns out that it was an MFL 10. I had no idea what an MFL 10 was. I ended up finding out. And once that was the case, I became uh, instantly addicted because I always loved drafting, but I could never get enough drafting because if you pay money and you draft, you have to manage your team during the year. So what's great about MFL 10s or best ball, as it's also known, is that it is something that I call the one-night stand of fantasy football, all the joy without any of the commitment. You draft your team, the computer picks each week what the best score is at those positions with the positional requirements, and then you are able to you know, win $100 on a $10 ticket, or if you come in second place, get $10, and there are other contests as well that you can find on my fantasy league.com um the mfl 10s are the most popular they are the ones who created the best ball concept and i know that there are a lot of other best ball type contests out there on the marketplace so i am going to try and help you to do this with your mfl 10s in case you didn't hear that And this is my first solo pod, so I needed to take a quick drink so I don't make sucking sounds or other kind of things. It's going to be interesting, so bear with me as this is my first solo pod ever. All right, so I think I covered the basics of what best ball and MFL 10s are. I doubt highly that you'd be listening to this podcast if you didn't uh, care about that. So if you're looking at the Rotoviz best ball app, um, it will say best ball and MFL 10 ADP app. Um, there's a nice little informational where you can click here and get information on the different screens, and I am going to get into that. So under that is it's sort by position, and it's preloaded to have quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end, and defense, all the positions that are covered in an MFL 10 Underneath that is select a date range, and that didn't work too good for me last year. I haven't played around with it this year. You can play around with that if you want, um, but there are other ways to find out who's rising and who's falling in MFL 10s, whose values going up and down. Underneath that, you'll see five options, average draft position, ADP risers, ADP fallers, focus players, my league, and under that is sixth option, my favorite, which is known as exposure. You also see under that you can show X number of entries, either 10 or 25. Why anyone would use 10, I don't know. Um, I would really appreciate if the good boys at Rotoviz wouldn't mind adding a 50 column um, because that would be nice. So on that, um, we've got the name, the position, the projection rank, the position ADP, the overall ADP, 
the standard deviation, um, how many drafts uh, drafted in, and the projection.fp. So basically, that is projected fantasy points using the MFL 10 scoring system. So right at the top, you'll see Antonio Brown, wide receiver, uh, position rank number one, position ADP number one, standard ADP 109, which means he's drafted pretty darn high every time. Standard deviation 0.30, drafted all 431 drafts, and 357.5 projected fantasy points, which is put together by the good folks at Rotoviz. And don't quote me on this, but I believe that is based on their um, accumulated rankings. So they've got a bunch of great writers there. They all put in rankings and positional points. And I believe it's, a, it's an aggregate of their best people putting this information together. So what this screen? So how do I use this screen? Well, it's mainly for me it's it's you get to see where the adp is um but what i will also do on this screen quite often is i will look at it by position so if you go back to position where it says quarterback wide receiver running back tight end defense if you're thinking that you're going to draft a, a wide receiver next and that's definitely what you want you might want to take out the other positions which is what i'm doing and they will populate right below so if you want to add them back in, you can. And then you're able to look at the uh, only wide receivers. So if I'm up and I'm going to make a pick, I want to see the ADP that they tend to be drafted at. And I really also want to look at the projected fantasy points. Sometimes I will sort by fantasy points. And you'll see that, yep, Antonio Brown is still number one. Odell Beckham is number two, Julio Jones is number three, A.J. Green four, Des Bryant five, and I'm not going to give you too much of the information in case you don't have the app, but that is that. But then if you click on ADP, um, DeAndre Hopkins jumps in as the fourth highest guy, but he's not rated in the top five with projected fantasy points. So those are the key things that I look for when I'm looking at this. And then if I want to add back in the other positions, you just click in position. And that is, that's your basic stuff. That's the basic stuff that you're going to want to use um, when you're looking for a player. Uh, but there's even better ways to do that, which I will get into. The next one, ADP risers. When you click on that, I don't use this one that much, but it's really good. It gives you a little bar graph of where certain people have been drafted for each player, and you can see how their ADP has been rising. So just for instance, a guy like DeAndre Washington, there's been a lot of thought out in the marketplace that he is going to possibly take over for Latavius Murray. There's a lot of people who don't like Murray. So when you don't like a player, what you end up doing is drafting his backup. And that's what a lot of people are doing. So DeAndre Washington, you can see kind of where he's going, and you can look at it like that. So um, just the opposite with the ADP followers. I'll throw out one name when this loads. And you can see that Brashad Perriman 
is a perfect example. He's been dropping like a stone. Um, Nelson Aguilar, another one. Both these guys are people who have had bad Roto World blurbs and injuries and things of that nature, which has dropped their ADP. So if you're going to draft and you see an average ADP, you might also want to look at these ADP risers and ADP fallers. Because I do so many of these MFL 10s, I have a pretty good sense of how that works as I go along. But it is a great way to kind of see whose value is dropping, and it could give you some targets to wait on. You know, for instance, if you like Brashad Perriman and you see his average ADP, let me go back to that. And I didn't mention on all of these screens there is a search function, so I type in P-E-R-R, he comes up. His average ADP is 159, so that's the, that's the 13th and a half round. And, but right now, I know that, and you can see it on the ADP fallers, that you can get him in MFL 10s as late as round 17 and pretty much every draft in round 15. So it's a good way to check your ADP versus some key targets and try and get some value later in drafts. Uh, I don't use the focus players uh, screen too much. It's just not a big deal for me, but uh, you can pick who you want to see a graph of. So um, I'm not real good with graphs, so I don't do a ton of that. The next one is my league. All right, how would you use my league? Well, you're going to come up on on the board, and you're going to be able to every MFL 10 by MyFantasyLeague.com has a league number. So you could punch in your number. So, for instance, let me get to uh, one of my MFL 10s. This one is not active, so let me go to the main screen and just jump around until I get one that's active. And maybe you can follow along. And, of course, the first three I hit are not active. And did I mention that this is my first solo pod? That this would technically be the point where I'd say to someone, hey, what do you think about uh, Joe Blow? All right, so I found one, 29558. So that's a draft that I'm in right now. And you could put in 29558. And I'm in this draft. I haven't. I used this one a lot last year when I wasn't too confident. And basically what it does is it takes out everyone who's already been drafted so that you can quickly look at projected fantasy points of who's left, their ADP. So if you come up on the board and you feel that you just don't know who you want to take, this will give you the top you know, people that are left to take um, at the position that you want to look at. So that is a nice feature and something that you can do. So um, another way that you can use this feature is you can kind of get a better sense of, you know, let's say you're picking and you like a running back. You want a running back, but you also need a tight end. Well, you can figure out when your next pick is, when, you know, and get a sense of who's going to be there next time. If there's nine guys at running back that you like, and you can see that rather quickly with this and their projections, you're able to say, you know what, there's only one tight end that I want, but there's nine running backs. 
I'm going to take the tight end, even though I like the running back a little better because I know that the total team, it's going to be better with this tight end and one of the nine running backs, one of which will be there for my next pick. So that is how you use the My League app, uh, part of the app, and that is uh, pretty good. So we go now to the exposure part of the app. And this, I have to admit, is my favorite. And this will be broken down into two key parts. So the first part is you'll see all the positions, the date range, and you'll say it'll say select franchise name. So I'm Todd from PA. I guess I spelled it differently a couple times. So I'm going to enter in all the Todd from PAs. And that will show you that I have done 48 leagues so far this year. It will give you the number. Of, it'll give you the position, the player, the number of leagues I've drafted them in, the total leagues, the exposure, which is nothing more than the drafted divided by the leagues. Hopefully, I did that right, but you get the idea. So my number one guy who came up here, uh, my number one quarterback, this is auto-sorted auto by position, my number one quarterback. Yeah, you really think I'm going to tell you who my number one quarterback is. I'm not going to. All right, so let's go down a bit, and we'll find Ben Roethlisberger. He's somewhere down the list a little bit, guy I like, but if I end up not getting him in a draft, I'm not going to cry. I own five times out of 48, 10.42%. I've average picked him at 97, and that is very helpful. And his ADP is 92.64, and it will give you an equity score. Um, if you sort by position, it will give you an equity score. Overall, my equity score is 0.10, which is good. But I wouldn't get too caught up in weighted equity at this point of the year. It's more about you got to follow your gut, your intuition, draft the players that you think are going to be in the best positions. And I'll give you an example. Last year when I was starting to draft, I got all anxious. I had a negative weighted equity. Oh, boy, I must really be awful. Well, by the time I got to the regular season, my weighted equity um, – had changed um, a couple times. One, I, I got back to about flat, and then lo and behold, a few of the guys who I had been scooping up late in drafts, um, John Brown was one, uh, Eddie Royal was another. I mean, I owned a lot of Eddie Royal last year, guessing my average ADP was around the 14th round. Well, by the time the season came, Eddie Royal was I'd, – I'd seen him drafted in the eighth and ninth round. Um, the pick didn't work out for me, but it um, – that as well as I had hoped. But the point was my weighted equity had tremendously improved because some of my sleepers, as we got closer to the season, became much more viable. People were drafting them much earlier. And I'll give you an example based on – something that I, I actually used the app for today. Uh, I noticed that Tory Smith went in the seventh round. Well, I own eight Tory Smiths out of 48 leagues, a 16.67 exposure with an average pick of 97.6. 
Well, I knew I hadn't drafted Torrey Smith in a while. Why? Because I liked his old ADP. I don't know that I like Torrey Smith in the seventh round. I feel like he's a guy who could blow up, but I think he could blow up in one of two ways. He could, you know, we all assume because he's the only wide receiver we really know in San Francisco that we've seen over the last few years that he's going to be the guy who leads that team in receptions. But nothing in Torrey Smith's career has ever led you to believe he's anything more than a guy who has some big games. He's a great best ball wide receiver because he he has great weeks. But I don't know if he's an 80 or 90 catch guy and that you can consistently count on him. Um, So once you get up to the seventh round, they're, they're just other people I like better. So that's a perfect example of how you can use the franchise uh, exposure part of this to work your own things. The other thing that I am very religious about, that I, 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 was, I was religious about last year and I'm even more draconian about in my second year, is exposure, total exposure. So if I sort my exposure, the guy – that I have the most of, I own 33%. And he is a late round wide receiver. I've got a good weighted equity on him. And uh, I'm not going to say his name, sorry. Uh, another guy that I like a lot, I, I will mention his name, is Travis Benjamin. He has kind of, his ADP is a little higher. Um, I, I, I'm not on him as much because... At one point, I had over 40% uh, ownership on a guy, on the guy, because I, I just think he's going to have a big year. So my average pick is 99.3. The ADP at this point is 102. If this guy has one or two good preseason games with Philip Rivers, I think he's going to his ADP is going to shoot up. And so. I'm, I, w- I didn't want 40%. I think 30% for a guy that I'm drafting, 99, um, oh boy, my math skills, 12, 24, 36, 48, 60, 72, 84, 96. All right. So basically I own him at like pick 8-5, which is, I think, oh, it's pretty close to his ADP. Um, and I, I think that's where I want him, but I've been passing on him lately because I wanted to get his exposure down. Why do I want his exposure down? I love the player. You know, I've seen guys that I respect tremendously, very, very smart guys who do a lot of NFL 10s, and they don't mind having 50, 60, 70% exposure on a guy. I typically don't want to have more than 20 to 23% exposure on anyone that I draft in the first couple rounds. Um, And then as the draft moves on, when we get through rounds five to seven, I don't mind having 25%. When we get eight to 10 or 11, I don't mind having closer to 30%. And I really don't want anyone over 40%. So another guy that I own a lot of, and I own him earlier than his ADP, and I don't care, is Kendall Wright. Uh, I have 31% equity in Kendall Wright. I think you know, again, he's a starting wide receiver in Tennessee. I, I just don't get his ADP being at 171, while the guy who he could be a very good player, 
uh, Doriel uh, Green Beckham has an ADP of 95.36. Well, I'll take uh, uh, Wright at 150 all day. I know that he, he, you know, Wright's not going to be a super special player like Green could be, but Green has a tremendous amount of question marks, and I'm happy to take uh, a higher than I normally would exposure um, on a Kendall Wright. But 33% right now is my highest exposure. I think that's a pretty good rate for guys that I'm drafting after the 10th round. I don't mind going higher on defenses um, for exposure. Last year I had a ton of the um, the Denver Broncos, and there was just a couple defenses that I was really on. And that's probably information for another podcast about defenses, maybe one I'll do with Justin Lanaro. But, all right, so that is about exposure. So the one thing I really haven't answered for you is why keep your exposure in line. Well, it's because the NFL, more than any other sport, is a, a sport of injuries. So when you got 70% on a guy or 50% on a guy – I mean, if he gets hurt, you're taking a huge chunk out of half of your teams. Now, if that's a 14th or 15th or 16th or 18th round pick, it's not that important. But if you love a guy like last year, a Jamal Charles, and you had a 40% Jamal Charles exposure, you know, you were feeling pretty good through week four or week five, but when he blew out his knee, you know, all my Jamal Charles teams last year, most of them were in first place the week he got hurt, and I don't think only but one of them ended up being a winner. So that's why exposure is important. Use this app, check your exposure, and a lot of times what you'll find is you'll come up on the clock and you'll see two running backs and you'll say, well, I like them about the same. Let me go check their exposure and you'll find one you own at 35% and the other you own at 23%. Well, it becomes a no-brainer to go with the guy who's at 23%. You can, you'll move his exposure up to 25. You'll move the other guys down to 31. You like them both about the same, but you haven't drafted them about the same. So that is one of the most crucial things that I wanted to get across in this tutorial. Use the exposure app. Use the average pick. Keep your exposure in line. The NFL is rife with injuries. Why should one player, you know, especially early, tier your, you know, set the levels of exposure you want, the maximum you want by round, and then make sure that you're keeping to that because, yeah, a guy might not get hurt. Yeah, 50%, and you're feeling good about life. But, boy, you know, if you got 40% of a guy and he he's a dud and uh, or he gets hurt, you're going to really, really be taking down a lot of your ROI. That's my advice. The one thing on the equity thing I didn't kind of give you is they will give you a portfolio-weighted exposure rate, but they'll also give you a biggest winners and a biggest losers. Um, like right now, one of my biggest losers is Jeremy Langford. But I I feel like, you know, I'm okay with that. I'll lower my exposure, and I have been. I'm down to 27% on him, and I I found now some other guys that I want in that range. 
Um, but I felt like he had a really good chance to be the starter and opportunity trumped maybe some of the challenges he had with his skill level. So, um, again, that is where you can see who your biggest winners, your biggest losers are. Another one of my biggest losers is Perriman. I had some of him before he got hurt, so obviously that dropped his ADP tremendously. You know, I'm just not going to make that up. Uh, he's probably one of the guys. Him and Langford are the two guys that are by far my biggest uh, worries if I'm if I'm wrong and I took such a high position. All right, so that is that. That is the main number one thing I wanted to stress to everyone. Be on top of your exposure. Think about your exposure. Maybe you're a seventy. You're okay with a seventy percent exposure on a guy. You know, maybe you're okay with a fifty percent exposure on a guy. But know what your exposure tolerance and your risk tolerance is on a player based on the round, and then track it to make sure. You know, you might think, oh, I got forty, fifty percent of this guy. You might have eighty. You, might, you just might not know if you do a lot of these. You might have 80%, and you'd be like, oh, my gosh, you know, this guy gets hurt. I'm dead. So, all right, we're going to move on to the next most important thing that I wanted to kind of cover here, and that is tracking other people's exposure. So it's not only your own exposure you can track on this. You can track anyone. So, uh, for instance, well, who might you want to track? Well, all right, you're an MFL guy. You click on myfantasyleague.com. You, you get to the public lead dashboard, and you've got three options. The full leaderboard is the one we're going to click on here. Click on full leaderboard, and it will tell you who has done the most of these MFL 10s. Aaron H. has 271. Oskiola 48 as 260 and on down the line. So there's a lot of people with a lot more than me. Last year I finished top 20, maybe even top 10. I did 88 of them. 88's not even going to get you into the top 30, I don't think, this year by the time it's done. Um, where was I? Okay, I'm in 45th place. I've done 48 of them. And so there we go. That's That's where Uncle Todd is. So um, and you've got to pick which MFL 10s you want to be in. I'm picking a lot more 10s this year because my ROI was a lot better. All right, time for a sip of water. Sorry about that, guys, but um, I think I've done pretty good in talking straight without taking some water or seemingly a breath. All right, so let's say I'm not going to pull any names out here um, you know, but there's a lot of really famous people in this list who do a lot of MFL 10s. So let's just say you want, and I'm not going to use anyone's name, but I pull up this one guy who I have a ton of respect for. All right, well, now I can see who he likes, where he likes them, what his exposure is. Um, and you can do that for four or five of the famous guys that you really respect. Who is it that you follow for fantasy football information? Maybe it's Todd from PA. If it is, you're probably not getting the best guy in the industry. I'm a part-timer. There are guys who do this full-time. They really know football as much as I'd like to think I know football. 
I don't have the time to do and to put in like some of these other guys. So I'm looking at this one guy who will remain nameless. His number one quarterback is Ben Roethlisberger. His average pick is 91. His ADP is 92. So this guy thinks, boy, Ben Roethlisberger in the mid to late eighth round is such a value that I want a pretty high uh, percentage of him. And then you see Ryan Tannehill, 26.25. So I guarantee you this guy has a ton of Roethlisberger-Tannehill lineups. Well, but you also see underneath that Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Marcus Mariota, Tom Brady, and that will get you from 19 down to um, 11 drafts. So what, what's the trend here? Well, he's done what I have just recommended to you, so I'll point it out. As much as he likes Roethlisberger, he's got 19 Russell Wilsons at 78. He's got 18 Brees at 100. And so he, even though he loves Roethlisberger, you know, if Russell Wilson falls to the, around the 78th pick because his ADP is 70th, he says, well, I know I like Ben, but almost, you know, around earlier, I think Russell Wilson's better. I, I grab him. Drew Brees, a little bit later, of uh, uh, he picks him number 100. So he doesn't like him as much as Ben, but his ADP is 82. So, you know, he's got tremendous value on Drew Brees, and his portfolio-weighted exposure is way up there at 0.52. Now, that could just mean he is an ADP hound, or it could mean that he's a lot smarter than you and me. We'll find out as the year goes on. He turned out to be smarter last year than me. Um, Let's see. All right, and then you'll see Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill both getting drafted about the same number of times around, you know, within 13 or 14 picks. So that's what he's doing at quarterback. He's going Roethlisberger, Wilson, and Breeze, and he's backing up with Mariota and Tannehill. Um, So that is gives you a real sense of the quarterback position that a really smart guy thinks. All right, we've got about 11 minutes left. We're going to have plenty of time to finish my next key point that I wanted to cover, which is how to use this information to your benefit when you're drafting. Well, if you're drafting fifth, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But if you're drafting 10th, That means you come around the other side, 11th, 12th, and then one and two, and then three. So you've got two guys in between your picks. Let's say their names are Joe Blow and Frank Blow. Well, go in, put in their franchise names, see how many drafts they've done, who they've picked at those ADPs, and you might say, well, I like two guys here, but the one who's clearly more likely to make it to me at my second pick is, let's just say, Carson Palmer. You know, you're looking at Carson Palmer and then a running back, okay? So at running back, you know, you want – it's not sorting like that. But let's say, all right, Ryan Tannehill and Bilal Powell. All right, Bilal Powell has an ADP of 138, Ryan Tannehill 157. You want both of them right around that time. 
Well, you can see that your opponents are very high on Ryan Tannehill, and they have each two picks before you get to pick again. So I'm going to take, <coughs> even though, or let's say they like Bilal Powell, even though Powell has the lower ADP, he's less likely to be picked before you pick next. So you take Ryan Tannehill, <clears throat> you snatch him from them, they make you know their other picks in that area, and then you can come back and pretty safely get Bilal Powell. And that is one of my favorite tricks to use this app for. You can see where your opponents tend to draft when you're at the end of the round or the beginning. You know, if you're 1, 2, 3, 10, 11, 12, well, 12 or 1 doesn't matter because you there's no one picking between you. But, you know, 9, 10, 11, or 2, 3, 4, if those are your draft positions, you're going to have two picks with only two or three guys in between your next pick, and you can use this app to essentially make it a much better chance that you can get two players you want instead of one. So, all right, I've covered the basics. I've covered how to use the positions and date range, the ADP tool, the exposure tool. I've covered why it's important to track your own exposure and how to track the exposure of others and why, more importantly, to do it. All right. Um, I've covered risers and fallers. And if you like MFL 10s, this thorough look and in and outs at ADP. All right. So pretty much everything that I wanted to cover in this episode, I've covered and I've managed to do it in less than 45 minutes. If you have any questions on anything that I've talked about or thoughts on the things that I talked about, please feel free to let me know on Twitter at Todd from PA. That's Todd with one D, F-R-O-M-P-A. I'm happy to interact with anyone who listens to the podcast. Um, it's an honor, honestly. You know, I, I know a lot of people say they appreciate you when they listen to their pod. I, I truly am humbled that people will listen to me, will retweet my podcast. I would love for you to interact. And um, that's about it. So that's it for this episode. And that is kind of how I live my MFL 10 fantasy life. And I will leave you today with one from the 80s, Aldo Nova's fantasy. Life is just a fantasy. Can you live your fantasy life? Thanks again for listening, everyone. Hope to talk to you soon. Yeah.